Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, hello there. How you doing? Uh, welcome to the day before Thanksgiving, uh, which we have found uh, that the likes of us are trying to destroy. This in the uh, the latest fulminations from our commander-in-chief, uh, Donald Trump, who uh, was heard to say at a rally in Florida that we have declared war, uh, we, that I guess being anyone who doesn't support him, on Thanksgiving. I didn't get that memo. Uh, <laughs> his direct quote, as we gather together for Thanksgiving, you know, some people want to change the name. Thanksgiving. They don't want to use the term Thanksgiving. And that was true also with Christmas. But now everybody's using Christmas again, right? But now we got to do a little work on Thanksgiving. Who? I mean, that is out of... I mean... Uh, the how do the people who support this guy handle this level of insane lying? The inability to tell the truth so that it is a pretty good rule of thumb that whatever the President of the United States says is not true and in fact if you just turn it 180 degrees the odds are you might get close to the truth um, another extraordinarily just unnecessary stupid uh, lie happened we were talking yesterday about the the hero dog who visited the White House um, and how Trump was clearly uncomfortable around it, didn't touch it. And during this awkward uh, event, uh, the president said, among other things, this is Conan, <coughs> <coughs> this is Conan, right now probably the world's most famous dog. I don't think that's true either, but that's just opinion. Who, what do you think the world's most famous dog is? Lassie? Who? Snoopy. But he's not real. Lassie's real. Rin Tin Tin? This is Conan, the world's most famous dog. He started out by calling Conan it. It's trained that if you open your mouth, you will be attacked. I don't think so. It's trained to attack on command, it. But if you open your mouth, if that were the case, the dog would have like uh, done us all a favor and taken out Donald Trump. But that did not happen. The president went on. They were going to put a muzzle on the dog. Now he's just going on the dog. But then, says Donald Trump, it gets even more violent. Now he's warming to the task. And he says, he's a tough cookie. He turned him, he went from it to the dog to a he. He's a tough cookie. Nobody, nobody's going to mess with Conan. You're very lucky. Because he's not in a bad mood today. A few hours later, the White House put out a little notice that uh, to the press that said that Conan uh, was actually a she. And um, a few hours after that went out, the White House again 
uh, reinformed uh, the same reporters that uh, no, she was a he, actually, after all. And I know pronouns have gotten to be a little sticky with human beings, but I you, this yesterday. It's an it, it's a he, it's a she, it's a he. And where the White House came down is it's a he. In fact, the Pentagon was forced to issue an official statement that, quote, per U.S. Special Operations Command, Conan is a male dog. In other words, the president was right. It was a male dog. Unfortunately, Conan is not a male dog. So you've actually got whole, you got the Pentagon. And I said yesterday, you know, State Department is in Trump's pocket, but now we got um, the Pentagon doing his bidding, putting out silly, false information because the president said so. I'm telling you, a lot of people have sort of looked closely at pictures of um, Conan, and uh, that ain't no male. I mean, if it is, it doesn't make sense that Conan would have uh, no discernible uh, genitalia that uh, suggests male. Actually, uh, the Pentagon uh, had initially told uh, ABC, at least, that Conan was a, a female. And, uh, and then had to hurriedly get back to ABC uh, saying that, oh, no, I'm sorry, he, he's a boy. Uh, yeah, definitely a male. And that they had triple-checked. I kid you not. Trust me, the dog is not a he. But you have it from the Trump administration, the Trump Pentagon, that the dog is a male. You know, you can't... <laughs> you can't... I mean, they can't even handle... This was a photo op, a feel-good photo op. Who doesn't like dogs? Oh, I'm sorry, Donald Trump... Uh, most Americans love dogs, and um, and they love heroes, and this was a dog and a hero, and Trump managed to mess this one up, too, by virtue of the fact that his reality has to be the reality even if it's quite clearly the opposite. Males turn into females, females turn back into males. As one opinion writer says, it's just another absurdity from an administration full of them and just another reason to worry about what we have lost. Yeah! I mean, what we have lost, we've lost any semblance of I, that reality is, is a thing. <laughs> reality is, right? I mean, some things are matters of opinion, but whether a dog is a male or a female is not. Okay, so those are the only two uh, the only two lives I'm talking about uh, today from Trump. Um, I want to do an obit because I love this woman. Never heard of her, but I love her. Barbara Hillary, she's dead. I wish I'd known her. Too late. She was 88. Um. She was the first black woman to reach the top of the world. And I don't mean Mount Everest, I mean the North Pole. She was the first black female on the globe to stand at the North Pole. 
and she did it. <laughs> she did it when she was 75 years old uh, with pretty much one lung or something. She had had lung cancer. Part of her lung had been removed. I mean, this is a serious character. She had such fun getting there. Um, and I, I want to be clear about this. It's not like she trekked the whole way. She was dropped off by a helicopter and then made a, you know, a, not an easy trek, but not the whole way. Uh, actually, the first woman that was ever on the North Pole was um, in 1986, not all that long ago. And that woman was named Anne Bancroft, <laughs> who, <laughs> I know, that name sounds familiar, doesn't it? Right. An actress, the graduate among other things, married to Mel Brooks. Not that Anne Bancroft, I think, I'm sure. This Anne Bancroft, who was at the North Pole, was, uh, was uh, a special education teacher from Minnesota. Uh, the first black man, of course, might have been the first man in general. It was the guy who was uh, accompanying Sir, uh, Sir, I mean, Robert Peary, I always said Perry, but I think since I've been informed. And that was Matthew Henson, of course. But I mean, this Barbara Hillary, she was a nurse, okay? Uh, grew up in Harlem, poor. But she said, uh, we were poor, but there was no such thing as mental poverty in our home. And she loved reading. She earned a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. She then became a nurse. She founded a magazine. She was its editor-in-chief. She sometimes drove a taxi. <laughs> this is a woman who just couldn't do enough. She also really had an appreciation for archery, knives, big trucks, and big dogs. And she grew roses. I love this woman. So she had been a nurse for 55 years and then she retired. And uh, she wanted to go on an adventure. So she, uh, she arranged to go dog sledding, something she'd never done in Canada. And uh, she loved that. And then she decided after she found out that no black woman had ever been at the North Pole, I'm going to do it. She didn't ski. As I said, she had, had lung cancer. She, uh, she said, well, I, yeah, I mean, of course I never skied. It wasn't exactly a popular sport in Harlem. <laughs> so she took skiing lessons. She hired a personal trainer. She even started eating more vegetables, she has said. And, uh, and she raised $25,000 in donations to outfit her, uh, her expedition. So she made the uh, North Pole on January 6, 2011. Oh, no, that's when she hit the South Pole, which she decided to do after she got to the North Pole. Um... Last year, 87 years old, because when she got to the polls, she became much more attuned to the idea that the ice was melting. And at last year, 87 years old, she went to Outer Mongolia, specifically to visit a nomadic tribe whose way of life is disappearing because of climate change and the fact that the land that they have always lived off is turning into a desert. 87, she wanted to go and be with those people. I love this woman. Barbara Hillary. Why'd she do all this stuff? Well, because. And some of her tips of living a good life, as she did, 
Number one, she said, <clears throat> mind your own business. Number two, maintain a sense of humor. Number three, tell an individual to go to hell when it's necessary. <clears throat> now you love her too, right? <coughs> Barbara Hillary. God bless her. Here's a little picture of her if you want to see. Barbara Hillary. She's holding up the parka she wore at the uh, North Pole. There's a person who lives, lived a life. And speaking of lives, you better step on it because there's that report out, I don't know if you saw it, that Americans' life expectancy is dropping across the board. Um, and we are the only so-called uh, rich, civilized, industrial, whatever you want to say, nation in which this is happening. I think it's, a, it's just, it's almost a metaphor, isn't it, for the fact that our country is dying in front of us. It is. It's a, no other country with our kind of wealth is experiencing an actual decline in life expectancy. And here's the thing, the decline is among the people who are in the prime of their lives. Old people, the health outcomes for old people are actually better and for real young children better. And you know why that is? Because in our effed up system here in the United States of America, those are the only two populations that generally do have access to health care through Medicaid at one end with the kids and Medicare for the oldsters. Um, the states with the greatest increases in death rates among the young and middle-aged, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. None of, well, one is on the coast, but north. Highly concentrated geographically where this is drawing down all the numbers. And guess which one of the states is one of the worst. Yes, you're sitting in it, some of you. I know some of you are in Ohio, too. That's another one. Fully a third of these deaths that shouldn't be there are in just four states. Ohio, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, and Indiana. That's our neighborhood. And interestingly, if you look at when this decline in American health started, it did coincide with the economic shifts that started up in the early 80s that decimated the economies of these states the loss of manufacturing jobs, the closures of steel mills and auto plants. So let's be clear. This decline in life expectancy has a direct line to rapacious capitalism. to the rich stuffing their pockets, throwing people out of work. Life expectancy in the metropolitan areas on both the west and eastern coasts of the United States, you know, the blue part of America, they have gone up. So who's dying? Trump voters. I 
I mean, that's not what the report said, but I got news for you. It's Trump voters. It's small town. It's rural. It's... I don't know. Obviously, the opioid epidemic figures in here, too. And obviously, the fact that we do not have health care for all. And that we pay more per capita for our health care than anyone in the world. And we have the wor- some of the worst outcomes. How's that working for us? I'm just telling you. You want to live? Move to a city. Become a Democrat. We have a caller. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello. Hello. Oh, I, uh, I thought something was wrong with your phone system. I've called before, and I noticed other people. I don't hear any other people on the phone lately. Or that you just. I don't know. I don't know if it. I don't yeah. know. Oh, oh, okay. We've got. But, but, we, um, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Why'd you call? Hey. What prompted you? Why'd you call? What prompted the call? I'm trying to help you get That's to your point. You can't remember. It was the population thing. Oh, okay. And it, but I was going to I know what I was going to say. You know, they make such a fuss over Elizabeth Warren's Medicare for All, and and they say, oh, it's going to kill insurance. But does it, as Medicare is it now, you buy insurance with it, and it's done by the insurance. So how's it going to kill the insurance? I never understand that argument. You're already get. You're still getting... The insurance companies are still providing people with supplemental insurance. I don't understand what her, their argument is about it. Oh, it's going to kill insurance as we know it. And all. It really isn't. I don't, you well, look, I don't, I don't. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't pretend to know yeah. the, what these plans are all about. But, um, but real, uh, if it's not Medicare for all, I mean, if it's just the kind of public health insurance that most countries have, um, there's no need for that supplemental stuff. Although I suspect, yes, um, insurance companies would still be there for, again, rich people who can afford to supplement whatever the national insurance is. Correct. Right. But they would be losing some uh, a pretty nice hunk of, uh, of the money that they've been uh, getting off of us. And they've sort of been acting as a middleman, as any of us know who've ever had to deal with an insurance company, uh, between our between us and our doctors. And so, you know, the doctor might say, this is what you need. And the insurance company says, tough, we ain't paying for it. So that kind right. of thing would be, I, I, you know, I don't know. This is going to take a long time to yeah, shake out. It's yeah, it's very complicated. Okay. Well, thank okay, you. Then. Thank nice you. Time. Happy Thanksgiving. Nice Thanksgiving. You, you too. Okay, thank you. Bye. 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 Um, <clears throat> little Tony writes, I heard this morning on MSNBC that there was a piece on Fox News about the war on Thanksgiving. Well, there you have it. I mean, yeah, from Fox News into the president's ear. Um, yeah. What's the war on Thanksgiving? And, yeah. What is it? Have you ever heard somebody saying we're not supposed to do Thanksgiving? Americans love Thanksgiving. Geez, they even want to politicize Thanksgiving. Give me a break. Oh, man. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving, Lynn. I'm going to try to make a sweet potato pie. And if that fails, I got a Costco pumpkin pie as a backup. <laughs> well, good luck. I've never made a pie. I've never made a pie. My son has made pies, but I have not made a pie. There's something about watching the other women in my family make pies and seeing a level of anxiety around it, <laughs> usually having to do with crust. And I just, I ain't going there. I'm not adept. Um, 
Okay, what else I got here? Oh, a front page New York Times today. Listen to this. In 2016, Democrats thought they had found the perfect candidate to win a United States Senate seat in Pennsylvania. What? They talking about McGinty? They are the perfect candidate? In 2016, Democrats thought they had found the perfect candidate to win a United States Senate seat in Pennsylvania and put them within striking distance of taking back the majority. But Katie McGinty, an environmental policy expert with degrees in chemistry and law, ran into an overwhelming obstacle. Michael Bloomberg's fortune. Now, I've heard lots of reasons why Toomey won that election. I've never heard this one. And McGinty, anyone saying that Democrats, maybe Democrats did think they found the perfect candidate in Katie McGinty, uh, that's exhibit A in my disdain for the Democratic Party, if that statement is true. Um... No, front page about how Bloomberg gives, uses his money and has used it to fund uh, mostly Democrats' campaigns, but some Republicans. And he gave a lot of money to Toomey in that race. In fact, he gave almost $12 million dollars. It was a close race. That might have been the difference. I don't know. Um, thanks, Bloomberg. The reason being that Toomey had worked with who? Somebody, Manchin maybe, on a gun control measure. A basic gun control measure. I mean, something that any, you know, like, duh, um, and it had failed. But that's, that's Bloomberg's big thing. And so appreciative of this Republican, Toomey's, uh, being on the seemingly right side of this issue, he rewarded him. Now, of course, McGinty was on that side, too. Oh, God. I don't know. So just wanted to say, front page New York Times piece about uh, Katie McGinty being having lost because of Michael Bloomberg. I would suggest she lost because of her lackluster ability uh, to excite voters. I mean, she was awful. Excuse me. Just awful. <laughs> uh, um... Yesterday I was telling you about uh, John Simon, the movie critic who everybody hated, and I just came upon two more reviews that he had done. I don't have the reviews here, but he was well known for hating everything. Um, he he dismissed The Godfather thusly. One of the sleazier films to achieve overwhelming public and considerable critical success. He called Diane Keaton supremely untalented. And this about The Graduate. He said, it's oversimplification, over-elaboration, inconsistency, eclecticism, obviousness, pretentiousness, and rock-bottom soundtrack. Simon and Garfunkel? Rock, rock bottom soundtracks? I just wanted you to... Hi. Hello. Come on in. Okay. Ryan Dito joins us as he is wont to do in the second half on Wednesdays. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, Lynn. Hi. 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 Yeah. You staying home for... Uh, yep, I'm staying in Pittsburgh. Have you heard, what, to wage war on Thanksgiving? That's <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm not participating this year <laughs> because I'm a... A lefty millennial who hates what, what America. Are, what are they even uh, talking about? They, well, the, they, that's just what they do. 
This is what the right wing media does. They find one thing. I think there was one article. I think it was an article that was in Slate or something like that. Some one person yeah, wrote one, something. One article that's, I think it was something along. It was like along, sort of like anti-Puritans I, or something. I know. I think it was along the lines of um, <laughs> like uh, because America has become a little bit more spread out in how families are and uh, like and like and like my family's a really good example yeah mine too yeah most of We're my family lives place. in california um and even there they're spread out within a very large state um but i live here in pittsburgh so if i wanted to see my family for thanksgiving instead of kind of maybe a more traditional uh way of uh just walking over to your parents house because you live like on the same block or something um i would have to take a flight and all this other stuff and so it's bad for climate change i think is the is a thing which is which is like one opinion i think it's a bad opinion uh, i think it's what like are we well, all whatever. supposed to stay where we are <laughs> and never see our loved ones again unless we take a conestoga wagon or something there are better arguments about how to fight climate change yeah. tend to go after thanksgiving i think the, i think the arguments are build more trains um but um yeah, yeah. uh yeah. And, and, and maybe transition away from coal and natural gas as a yeah. Um, yeah. whatever. But anyway, that's what that's where I believe it stemmed from. And then, man, once you once you get a cultural touchstone uh, among the right wing media, that's like baked in traditionalism or something. They just talk about it ad nauseum and it becomes a thing. I think Trump even talks about it at his like uh, rallies or something. I mean, it's insane. It's just like, no, last night he had a rally. Right? Yeah. Oh, last okay. night. yeah, that's why. It's, and that's where he brought it up. Yeah. Ah, they're making a war on Thanksgiving. Well, because he gets Which all one? of his he gets all of his opinions from Fox News. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. He's, he's, oh he's dear God! <laughs> but no, I'm I, I am going to celebrate Thanksgiving at my friend's house, and their family is coming to visit from New York uh, State. Uh, uh, so it'll so it'll be a family and friends Thanksgiving. So when the goes down, it's because your friend's family. <laughs> but I'm walking over. <laughs> Because they only live like a mile from me. And I brined my turkey this morning. I'm very excited. Um, so. Did you hear that? He's walking because they only live about a mile. Yeah. You know what? That that statement that you just threw out there blew a lot of people's minds. Oh, that you can walk a mile? Yeah. <laughs> that you find that a walkable. What do you mean that's a walkable distance? It's people won't even walk. Three blocks that get in their car. That's true. Uh, I am also very fortunate to live in a very nice neighborhood, Bloomfield Friendship Area, and it's a very pleasant walk over to my friend's place in East Liberty. So um, I'm I'm lucky. I'm not saying that everybody can do that, but if you can do that and you live in a nice neighborhood that's nice to walk through, please do. You know what? All right. Because I'm spending Thanksgiving with, at a friend's house. Yeah. I was going to drive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk. All right. Also, I'm going to get very drunk. So uh, <laughs> I don't want to have a DUI on the way back. So yeah. I'm going <laughs> to. Well, and I can. And I'm, I'm, my dog's invited too. So I'll walk with oh, my dog. Yeah, yeah, It'll right. be a nice walk. That it, will be. It's, it's supposed to be okay. It's going to be a little cold, but not rainy. So. It's a little less than a mile, I think. It'll be a nice walk. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, fine. It's and fall, through a nice. Yeah. Through. Uh, from South Point Breeze to North Point Breeze. Very nice. I've, I've walked there many a time. It's very, very pleasant. <laughs> Damn, you're always yeah. making my life more complicated. But I'll do it because now if I get in the car, I'm going to feel. That's how, I, that's how it works. You shame them. Shame the liberals into, into that's right. not driving. That's why you can't get anywhere with these uh, Republicans because they're shame less. That's right. And they'll actually, they'll turn it back on you, and they'll say, you're infringing on my freedom or something like that, you know? And they'll use all these words that are, that are, that are literally in our Constitution about liberty and all these things, and they'll co-opt them incorrectly to talk about driving or something or whatever. And, I mean, they're like one argument about the, like, Second Amendment is probably their strongest, but also it's a, you know, an interesting amendment to say the least. Uh and uh, but yeah, so yeah, yes, they are shameless. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so I wanted to. Um, hey, the last guy still living who uh, helped uh, create Mount Rushmore is dead. I just okay. wanted to tell you. Oh, okay, mm, R.I.P. I guess. You're not into that. I don't like Mount Rushmore. I've, I've never been. Seen I've it. been. Oh, you have. Well, for one, 
Oh man, let's. Oh, I got I got some Mount Rushmore opinions actually. For one, it's 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 a national monument, right? Which right. means it's owned by the federal government, but right. the parking lot surrounding it isn't. So the only way to get to Mount Rushmore is to drive there, and you have to, you you go up this hill. Oh, so I knew it'd have something to do with cars. But can no, you have it? Is no. there anything I can start talking to you about? So, I mean, cars are you know, the they're the root, they? and we'll get to cars. <laughs> if you don't, if so you then, care right, about climate change, you have all to right. care about cars. All right, so uh, these are private parking. Well, places. no, it's not even about it's not even about driving there. It's that this is a national monument, and you have to pay to park there. You have and and they charge you like kind of like a, a little bit of a lot. And your problem is is if it's a national monument, it belongs to you, and you shouldn't have to pay to go yeah yeah <laughs> yes because they're national parks they're national monuments that's the whole idea of them is to encourage people to visit them that's why they were created ken burns whole documentary is like all about that right like you know the national parks like it's so, all about that they are owned by us they're public goods and thus we want as many people it's in the middle many. of nowhere there's no way to get there without yeah, but Driving. what I'm saying is that it's it's that it shouldn't have you should okay so you're or it should be at least cheaper uh, so right, that so every so it's accessible to everybody. Oh, so is that your problem with Mount Rushmore? Yes, and it's dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this it's is just, more, it's this just is a more big s- it's just a big sculpture like in the middle of nowhere. It was it was created as a tourist trap. It's it, I mean it's not really emblematic of America's beauty in my opinion. There's so much more in that region of the country right. to go see. Sure. Like Devil's Tower's not that far from there. The Badlands National Parks is there. There's there's caves that are beautiful that are there. And like and like people yeah, go to this. But there's thing. not like forty foot Abraham Lincoln noses that have been, you know, hacked into uh, a mountain. That's right. That's pretty amazing. It, it is amazing, but also, Jeez. like, Disneyland is amazing, you know? Oh, like, Disney least. World is amazing, no, if you think about it. Nah, I don't know. I'm not into it. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Not into it. Also, the towns nearby, oh, man, they are just, like, My only the kitschiest, like, lamest, like, South Dakota towns, and, like, I, you know, like, they're, they're just lame. They're just, like, filled with, like tchotchkes like stupid tchotchkes and and it's just it feels un-american but maybe no, that, is, that Amer- is american no but that's that's, that's not into, what i like about I national monuments in, i gotta tell you i went into a cracker ba- barrel for the first time <laughs> okay i've never the, been either. oh you got to i know that's what my oh girlfriend my God, always says have we have to go to. <laughs> i i went into a cracker barrel i was driving okay. through pennsylvania okay. and i got hungry what town what I town what a, town I, Okay. Middle of nowhere, Bill. <laughs> okay. I don't know where I was. I just got off the, you know, highway, and there's a Cracker Barrel, and I thought, huh, that's it. It's Americana. America. There it is. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Tchotchkes and mm. like horrible things yeah. that are useless things yeah. that you're supposed to buy. I didn't know you walk into this like frightening, you know, consumer yeah. American consumerism yeah. showcase. Yeah, and it, there's not one thing in there. I was looking around in absolute terror. I mean, it was like, wah! Oh God! That's, the the food wasn't bad. That's it what was, I've heard. The food's okay. No, the food wasn't Wait, bad. Wait, so I didn't, I didn't know it was like a tchotchke-filled... Oh, my God! Like, I like, didn't either. Yeah. I walked in thinking I was going to eat, and I walked wow. into this horror show. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Friendlies. Yeah, have you ever been to Friendlies? It's kind of like, like a North... Like 45 e- years ago in, <laughs> in Connecticut. Yeah, that's, I think, where I went to okay. one in Connecticut, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ice Maybe cream. it's the same one. Ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it's just, okay. it, but it's like, it's so lame. It's just like, it's so, oh, God. it's yes, so I, manufactured, you know? I mean, I didn't go 40 years ago, though, so I'm saying is that it looks like it was... You weren't even alive 40 years ago. <laughs> That's right, It was more than 40 years ago. It was actually <laughs> more than 50 years ago, because it was when I was heading up to Yale to okay. visit my brother. Okay. Okay, does that make sense? So it was so friendly I was also in driving. New Haven. Yeah, yeah, I... I I'm I I'm almost certain we went to the same one now. Forty years apart, or thirty 50 years. Fifty years. <laughs> well, no, because oh, this oh, no, is like ten years ago when I okay, went. Okay, mine would have been like 1970. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting off the rails here a little bit. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, uh, my family t- is a Chili's Chili's fans. 
Oh dear. Which is more of a Southwest thing because we're from oh my California. God. And man my, my man, my dad loves that place so much. Have um, you heard about uh, ch- Chili's? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> okay. The top Republican in the House of Representatives this week released an ad defending President Trump, which includes footage from Russia. Mm. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. The ad itself has been widely mocked. But now uh, CNN has identified the f- stock footage is from Russia. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of those like really funny things. I think I wrote about Scott Wagner using stock footage from South Africa when he was like trying to talk about Pennsylvania families or something. And um, uh, it's so good. It's just oh check your stock footage. You yeah, know? yeah, check where that's You that, know, hey, Politicos, yeah, okay. check where your stock footage is coming from. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that's a, yeah, first thing you do. It's not that hard to check, by the way. It's, like, listed right there. Did you hear about the guy who died from his dog licking him? What? I know, this is a scary story, and I don't mean, <laughs> I swear. He's probably, like, 80 years old on no, the deathbed No, no, anyway. he was 63. <laughs> okay, still. Which might, oh. <laughs> In America, where the life expectancy, you've got about That's not five, that far. You've got That's about not five that far. minutes That's left. not that far right. from so, the uh, Yeah, no. Average. This is frightening, and I don't, I'm not even going to tell you. A healthy man was licked by his dog. He was dead within weeks. Wow. It wasn't until his fourth day in the hospital that a blood test revealed that the man had a type of vac- bacteria found in the saliva of Healthy dogs wow. and cats. Wow. Where was he licked? Did he do like that white people thing where they like just like make out with their dogs? You know? You know? I have no <laughs> idea. I had a dog lick me just yesterday in a park. I was sitting on a bench and all of a sudden I got this lick and I turned around sort of thinking, is that my dog? And it was not. Good to so know. I, I could be know. dead in what four days? You better watch out. I don't know. So apparently there's some bacteria that they all have, and think of all the times we're licked by dogs. Yeah. And the fact that one guy has died. Yeah. I don't think we should worry about it. Yeah, I think. So I yeah. shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, that's true. It's one person. It's like one of those. I know. It's one Come of those. On. Uh, and you're now marijuana in your Halloween I, I candy. Know. <laughs> and, you know, there's now. a razor blade in your apple. Who gives out an apple on Halloween candy? There's really good debunkings of all these Halloween S-O-B. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, really. <laughs> no S-O-B. one. No, if you're a kid and you get an apple on Halloween, you're throwing that fucking thing in or the what garbage. About little, like, little, <laughs> little things of raisins. Yeah, well, those are I like raisins. Oh well, tough. Yeah, raisins are kid? much. Raisins are better than apples. They they're more like candy than apples are. They're small. They're sweet. They're chewy. They're wrinkled. You know? Yeah. No, I'm I'm a raisin fan. All right, fine. So let's talk about something <laughs> local that I was upset about. Okay. The closure. Mm. Uh huh. Of the Regent Square Theater, which I frequent. Yeah. And the Harris Theater, which I've been known to go to. Yeah. Yeah. And the closure of the Pittsburgh Center for the Arts. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. And it just went just like... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, in fairness, like, they, they had been, like, having struggling. some struggles. Yeah. Yes, right. Um, but as, as, but it always comes as a shock if, if it's... Well, it always just comes as a shock, you know, regardless of how precipitous the, uh, you know, uh, struggles might be. Um, and I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, rightfully upset. You know, we like, you know, independent theaters. Um, I mean, that's where you are, see the movies that you should see, the yes. good movies. The problem is that that's not where, you know, we live in a capitalist society. And so that's, that's, that's where that, that not, they're, they're not profitable. We they're live not. in a capitalist society, and so why we're dying prematurely. <laughs> that, well, why yeah. we're stressed out. Why yeah. people, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, are, but. But we will go see Iron Man 28 or whatever they're playing at the movieplex, you yeah, know, as right. a thing. So it's not like we don't like seeing movies. It's just that we, uh, you Like know. bad movies. Yeah, we like, we like yeah, movies that are We comforting. like macho, yeah. violent. Yeah, and we have for a long time, in fairness. It's not just what, what's, what's, like, recent. But it is, it is harder to um, financially support other kind of movies. I think there, I don't know if everyone read that Martin Scorsese op-ed where he was like kind of taken down Marvel movies. And, um, I wasn't into it just because it just seemed like a, 
I mean, let people like whatever they like. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, that is going to lead to this kind of stuff. Like, if we don't find a way to financially support... Um, good movies? Good movies, independent theaters, you know, film organizations, then we are just going to get to a point where people are going to like what they're going to like, and it's going to be Marvel all the time. Well, I think movie theaters in general are going to be extinct. Yeah, which is sad. I love going to the movie theaters, you know? But, so, well, actually, I don't go that often, so maybe that's no. why. <laughs> no, because, you know, people people have screens in their homes yeah. that are approaching, you know, movie theater yes. size. Oh, it's ridiculous. It I actually, I, I, I tweeted something out the other day because Chris Martin of Coldplay. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. I roll, I roll. Who I, um, I roll because of his marriage to Gwyneth. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're Paltrow. no longer married, I don't think. I, yeah, oh, okay. no, but they sort of decoupled in a way. That made them more special. Sure. Um, but either way, he, there was a headline uh, that said he and his band, Coldplay, were um, like putting their tour on hold to figure out how to do it more green or environmental. And it's like, uh, this dude like bought a fucking massive house with a 99-seat theater in it and has multiple homes in Malibu and all these other places. And it's like, it, it, I just – I very much dislike this phony environmentalism on the left, actually, um, that exists where people are saying, like, no, the like the solutions are easy and out there, and we don't do them, and we just like want to. It's performative to an extent of like, oh, I actually really care about the environment. It's like, no, you don't. Why did you build this massive house you don't need? That is really bad for the environment. That is one of the worst things you can do for the environment is build a huge house that you have to drive to, that. That that is just I, empty space. You'll basically, be happy. That you have to heat and air condition. And you'll all be that. happy to learn that I saw a for sale sign in my neighborhood, and, and on a house that uh, people I know not well had that had bought that house had refabbed it and mm-hmm. blah 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And I happened to bump into the guy whose house it was, and I said, "You're moving?" He said, "Well." You know, I be, he's a doctor. Okay. I have become, he said, very uh, spend a lot of time working toward uh, getting rid of plastics. Yeah. And single-use plastics, especially, it's like his new thing. Okay. And in fact, I'm going to have someone on from the organization that he's with, so we'll oh, talk cool. about that cool. a little bit. Cool. But he said, I all of a sudden thought, my kids are grown; they're out of the house. What are we in this huge? What are we doing in this big house? Yeah. So he actually has already bought a much smaller home. Nice. So that's yeah. No downsizing is a good downsize. But someone else is going to move into his big old house. Sure, but if they have kids, they might you know need it and stuff like that. And like I don't think we you know we don't want to vilify people having the home that they need for kids. But I just think that if you're going to be a rich person. And you're gonna like, and you're gonna signal that you care about the environment when, in all of your actual life choices, you don't. So um, that's where I, you know, I think people should get rightfully upset. And and like, we need these people to be advocates for the right things, you know? Oh, like, I have to tell like, you, like, yeah, being anti-car, <laughs> or at least like, just scale back on it a little bit. Just scale I'd back like to, a little bit. I like because it's good for your health to walk. Just, yeah, yeah, it's good for your health and, to walk. And a lot of neighborhoods that we live in in the city. It's good for your mental health, too. It's not right, even, it's not in even the just city, your there health. are. I mean, I am within walking distance of a number of uh, uh, restaurants. Yep. Yeah, um, me too. Uh, mo- a, mo- a movie theater, mm-hmm. uh, the post office, yeah. um, bars, dry cleaners, grocery bar- stores. Bars. Well, bars, that's an important Grocery thing. Yeah. stores. Yeah. <laughs> Although that'd be the Squirrel Hill Giant Eagle, and that's like the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> it's not that <laughs> bad. It's not that bad. Well, it's just everyone. It's just, <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah. But, yeah. But I often don't walk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because it's our culture, and that's uh, like that's why I'm saying it. Like, I kind of wish people like Coldplay and these other people would be like, "Hey, let's figure out how to do this less." And I'm not saying that uh, there are a lot of communities in America that were designed and built to just drive. And I understand the struggles of people who live in those communities that want to not do that. But the only way to do that is to demand your local officials 
rezone things, encourage development that isn't built by the car and all these things. And so that's a really hard message to get out there to people because, one, it's really complicated because it involves, like, zoning. <laughs> yeah, like people oh, a so really bad. exciting <laughs> zoning. Now, there's a subject with pizzazz. <laughs> yeah. And if there's one thing that Americans require. <laughs> it's pizzazz. Yes. But that's where I think celebrities could make a difference. And they're dumb, and they don't know shit. And they're just like... Well, that's a pretty broad statement. <laughs> well, they know how to play music and act and stuff, but I mean, like... <laughs> okay. So I have to tell everybody, there's a guy who's coming on the show next week, I think. Yeah, next week. Okay. On Thursday. And he's just moved back to Pittsburgh. Oh. And he had a, a career, as, and still does, I'm sure, as a photographer but photographer of, whoa, like really okay. famous cool. people. Yeah. And I Neither was text. we were going back and forth, and I said, it'll be such a pleasure to have you on the show. Finally, I can do a show and not mention Donald Trump. And he said, oh, yeah, sure, I totally understand that. He said, I photographed him a lot in the (laughs) the 90s, he said. And he said he was the same. I forget exactly what he said. He said it was the same guy Mm -hmm. that we see now, but with, he said, the same bullshit, I think he said, but without the power. Yeah. And so. Wow. We are going to talk a little bit about <laughs> Donald Trump because this guy talked to him. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. If, before, if before. you know somebody, yeah, if you know the president, if you have a relationship with the president, if you had a relationship with the you know, president of the United States, like before they were the president, that's like super interesting. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. So we got to, um, so anyway, just flagging that a week from tomorrow. Cool. Sounds really like yeah. a nice guy. Um, speaking of Trump. I've been I've, I've been tweeting about this a lot because it's it's a, it's it's been upsetting me. But um, you see those uh, you see there's been some AP stories and New York Times stories. You see that New York Times story that was uh, about like these people voted for Trump in 2016, but then they voted for you know Democrats. No, I am so sick of those stories. Yes, we all are. I saw what Chris Potter said, but yes. he did this specifically zeroed in on my home state of Wisconsin. Yes. And I mean, these stories are. They're, useless. They're useless. They're ab nauseum. There's been so many. We get it. But I want to focus in on one thing in particular of this New York Times story that really shows just how useless this reporting is and how wrong it is, really. Th- so this New York Times story, it, it, it says of the voters that backed Trump in 2016, then voted for a Democrat in 2018 in the Senate or the House, um, and now are back to saying they support Trump in 2020. He said, so this says of those people, two-thirds, I mean, you know, two-thirds are those people, basically. Like, two-thirds of people, sorry, let me, let me explain. Let me explain one more time, real quick, quick, quick. Well, it's, this is a reason why, you know, he works in That's right, I read it, So yes. we can go back and, 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 and. Wait, wait, wait. Two, wait, wait. Okay, so, so. People of, who voted for of Trump. Of the people who voted for Trump. And then, and then voted then for a Democrat, Democrat two years later for the Congress or yes. Senate. And they're now. Two-thirds of them in 2020 are going to back vote Trump. Trump again. That is not enough. He needs all, all of them. them. All Literally of them. all of them. Like, and, and, and so if that's your stat and then you are highlighting these people as, like, important, wrong. It needs to be 99% or higher. No, like, the people, the story then is that third who aren't. That's so, exactly right. It's the not, third <laughs> who aren't because he needs every right. single one of those voters. We want, to talk about, we want to talk about Pennsylvania, Michigan, and your home state of Wisconsin. Those, they won by, seven, Trump won by 77,000 votes. That's out all. Of, out of almost 14 million votes. That is yeah. 0.5% right. of a margin. Right. That is so tiny it's historically thin trump has been underwater in all of those states in the polls he hasn't added people he needs to either add people or maintain 99 percent or higher of that amount so why are we reporting these stories like it's like it's well the before? times it's so it seems wrong to me the it's new york times wrong. does this constantly yes every two every two weeks there's another story like this i don't 
I don't know. If you're interviewing someone in Nant, Nantley Glow, Nanty Glow, Cambria County, Pennsylvania, they love Trump. That area loves Trump. Why are you even going there? It's ridiculous. Like the the battlegrounds are Bethel Park. The battlegrounds are Pine Township. You know, like that's where you need people. That's where you need reporters to go because that's the one third that that Trump needs to needs hang to on. Hold. He needs right. to hang on to it. And so I want to just say that all the because I mean, this is a very liberal talk show. Like there's so much and it's so unfair. There's so much of this Trump magic idea that like, oh, he can't be taken down. It's because the media keeps printing bullshit like right. this and, that and like everyone thinks that like, oh, he's invincible because of these things. It's like, no, he's actually on super duper thin ice. Like he just, it's so, and like it's just going to be really hard for him, especially if they're saying only two thirds. That's not enough. Oh, did so you see the front page uh, New York Times piece today about how um, Katie McGinty would have beat Toomey if Michael Bloomberg hadn't given him twelve million dollars? I yes, I saw I saw I saw some details about that. Yeah, I mean. That's a lot of money. That is a, That's a that, ton. That what, was the most expensive Senate race at the time in history when it, when, at when the it time. was ran. Well, yeah, maybe it was like hundreds may, of maybe millions. Maybe Bloomberg did it by doing Probably. It well. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I think it was I think but it was so well the well lackluster McGinty might have won if not for Michael Bloomberg. I still don't think so. I don't either. <laughs> well, because Toomey outperformed Trump, you know, because yeah. he outperformed Trump in his race. Like he won by a bigger margin, so yeah. Um, I hey. think I think it would have made it closer, but I still think Toomey would have won. Okay, another local thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to sort of get the Post Gazette, but I don't anymore. I don't know why I got it on. Okay. Spirited to me. And okay. I'm not getting it. Okay. And um, remember, it's only three days a week now. No, but this would be three days a week in the no, not in print. No. Um, oh, you skip. Oh, okay. The email? Don't ask. Email? Is that what yeah, you're yes, trying to say? Whatever. <laughs> it's electronical mail. All right, all right. <laughs> Is that what the E stands for? Yeah, I think so. Oh, geez. <laughs> what did I know? <laughs> um, now I forgot what I was Sorry, talking, talking about. talking about the Post-Gazette. Oh, I thought I saw a little blurb, and then, you know, I see it on Twitter or something, and then they, I go to read it, and then they say... No, you can't read it because, you know, I'm not a subscriber. Oh, you're not. Yeah. A, oh. No, I'm not. Oh. Hmm. Okay, you are? Yeah. Okay. You want my password? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, so Chelsea Wagner hmm. beat the rap in Detroit. You don't even know about it. No, I do. Hung jury. Not, not totally beat it. What happened? She she beat she was found not guilty on the misdemeanor offense, but it was a it was a mistrial on the felony offense. That's the that's the that the felony is a really important one because if she gets convicted of a felony, she can't she can't serve. she can't serve in her in her seat as a role. county controller. Um, but wait a minute, so she's going to have to be tried again? Yeah. Oh dear, I yeah. thought it was oh, so she has to ooh yeah. Think she's I mean, unless, 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 uh, and that, that unless they drop the trial. I mean, unless they drop the suit, like and this Detroit was the, or whatever the, the, the police or the police felonious or. thing is what something with the cop assaulting a police officer. Yeah, or something? Or so, yeah, or, I can't remember. You're not into. I'm it. not. I I've not been. She's an Allegheny. She's the highest woman in Allegheny County. Yes. Power. Power. And yes. she's. I don't know what the line of secession is, though. I don't know. Well, I don't know about well, secession. Well, yeah, she's 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 one of the few countywide women, women uh, elected. Her Bethany Halam, who will be seated in January. Um, no, I mean, I did not. I don't I'm know any you. others. Yeah, no, 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 none. I don't think. Okay, so I'm just saying mm-hmm. I'd seen that. Well, not, thank you because I yes. didn't. I guess yeah, you're gonna have to give me your password or something because I I need yeah to be I got a I got a I got a digital you know subscription because I read them so much because it's so important to my reporting and they do a lot of good reporting. Why? Because so. you read them and then and then and what? steal it and steal it. No, that's it's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm a reporter. I need to know what's going on. How else do I find out what, what the Chelsea thing? <laughs> I can't report on everything. I'm one person. I'm not gonna say the source, but <laughs> someone who worked at a broadcast source in this. Had a phony little uh, tagline f- that the the staffers used, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
you know, if you, they were selling their news gathering ability, and okay. they would say, this never went out publicly. Mm-hmm. If it's news, it's news to us. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Pretty accurate. And I know back when I was in action news, we used to call it reaction news. <laughs> That's good, too. It is reaction news. My goodness. That's TV news. Yes. Indeedy. Okay. Well, I think we're we're done. We're done. Wow. That, that one. We want to wish everybody yes. a happy Thanksgiving. Well, no, because we're not we're not. Because oh, we're right, because we're down on yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we hate oh. it, you know. <laughs> Anybody who can walk to their Think about walking, yeah. Think about walking. Yeah, please do. It'll be really nice. And then you get really drunk and walk home, like me. Stumble home. <laughs> okay, really, have a good one, and uh, I'll see you Monday. Okay. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoint of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.